Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, I'm Sam. And I'm Rachel. We're the creators of Plant School. Rachel's going to be teaching me, a plant novice, everything I need to know about plants, plant care, and gardening, all in a way that anyone can understand. Yeah, whether you have never touched a plant or you consider yourself an expert and you want to just learn more, this podcast is for you. And though it sounds simple, there's actually a lot to cover. So what are you waiting for? Join Join us us in in Plant plant School. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 27 of Plant School. Today we'll be talking about root rot. Say that. Two times fast. Root rot, root rot. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. Um, Let's just dive in. What is root rot? So, root rot is a very common... Root rot, root rot, root rot. Sounds like a a cheer. (laughs) A cheer. Yeah. Uh, You shouldn't be cheering for this because it is one of the most common lethal plant diseases. Lethal meaning it can kill your plant. And... Kill you. I was like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that, okay, that would be terrifying. That's lethal. Yeah. Not humanly lethal. Plantly lethal. <laughs> but it's caused by overwatering, poor drainage, and lack of oxygen for your plant's roots. Makes sense. Where does it even come from? So, there are kind of two sources that cause root rot to come about. So, number one... There is a prolonged exposure to overwatered conditions. You know, you have soggy soils, just standing water, whether it's from a dish like underneath your plant that hasn't been emptied or you have no drainage holes and the roots die because they have no oxygen or a lack of oxygen and they start to decay. It's just a natural process that happens to them. It's called waterlogging and the rot can spread to the healthy roots even after the conditions are corrected. Um, I thought this was interesting because you think that like hydroponics, which is growing plants in pure water, would be a bad idea if you just heard this, you know, how root rot happens. But hydroponics works because there are pumps in hydroponic systems that pump air into the water. And so... (laughs) They, they get enough air that they need, and that's why they don't rot. Whereas if it's just, you know, sitting in standing water in your soil, that's why they begin to rot is because there's nothing pumping air, and they're, it's, they're just kind of stuck in that water. Kind of like how if we eat too much food, our bodies start to rot. What? That would be awful. <laughs> we wouldn't last very long. In a sense, it's not very good for us to eat. Or drink too much of something. True. Yeah. It leads to... We also might rot if we just stayed in water. Yeah, when you turn all (laughs) pruny and wrinkly. No, I actually have no idea if that would happen. Why do we turn all wrinkly when we sit in water for too long? That's a good question. I'm not 
sure. I just think of it's like Hercules when a... he dives in to save, uh, what's her face in the pool of Hades with all the dead oh, bodies, and, and he, he starts gets all crinkly starts and old getting old. Looking. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's why. What's her maybe name? Hades is doing that. <laughs> I don't know. I can't think of it. Uh, Hercules and Priscilla. <laughs> oh, it's Hercules. Uh, oh, I can just. Meg, Meg. Oh, you're right. It is Meg. No, you totally got it. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Continue. Continue. So that was number one, them sitting in water. Number two, cause of root rot is from fungus naturally found in soil. And this is, I feel like, the more common source of root rot. Usually you don't just, you know, let your plant sit in standing water. So, yeah, these... These fungi can be dormant for years, and then they start to flourish when your plant is overwatered. So the type of fungus, it's commonly from the water mold genus Phytophthora. Phytophthora. There we go. Particularly Phytophthora cinnamomy. What? Who would make a word that has P-H-T-H right next to each other? I don't know. Phytophthora. Phytophthora. I know, it's kind of a... Like make an F and a TH noise right back to back. Real messed up human. (laughs) I don't know, but I do remember I had a plant disease class and this one was always hard for me to say. I'm pretty sure I never said it out loud, so this is going to be a struggle. Actually, I think I only talk about it right now. But anyways... Other common pathogens just normally found in soil includes Pythium, Rhizoctonia, and Fusarium. Um, when I read these, as I mentioned, I studied, you know, plant diseases in college, and I like I have a little like twitch in my eye. You know how like Mister Bean in the movie, they <laughs> well, say mo- from like Johnny English. Oh, right? Johnny English is that yeah, what yeah. it is? Yeah, they Mozambique. like. If they mention Mozambique to Johnny English, he like twitches because there is like, you know. Some bad traumatic thing that happened on a mission. Uh-huh. And that's, that is exactly how I feel. <laughs> yeah. So if you mention Pythium or Rhizoctonia, I like start to twitch thinking of like, oh my gosh, what do those look like under a microscope? Like I have to remember. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I don't know. I remember Fusarium kind of looks like little bananas. Rhizoctonia look kind of stringy. Or maybe that was Pythium. I don't know, guys. But if you uh, wanted... College you degree was worth it, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I know. At least I recognize them, right? Anyways, so those are the bacteria found in your soil. There's also... This is kind of just like an extra side note. There's a, an Erwinia bacteria that creates soft rot. It's different from root rot. And this happens in succulents. So if you're having trouble with, you know, your succulents, um, this is going to be a different type of rot. It also can happen in fruits and veggies, but we're more of a houseplant podcast, so we're going to talk more about the succulents in this case. But that type of soft rot, it liquefies the inside of your succulent and then digests it. Kind of nasty. They usually enter in through a wound or from pruning your succulent. So, yeah, if you feel like, oh, my succulent has root rot, it's actually called soft rot, and it's very different. 
Um, but these pathogens, they thrive in low oxygen, which happens, you know, when you've overwatered and they're standing water and they start growing and they attack the weakened waterlogged roots that we talked about from before and they infect the plant. So once the roots are infected, they die and they can't contribute anything to the plant because <laughs> they're dead. So it's kind of just this vicious cycle of your roots start to die, you know, from too much water. And then the bacteria, those pathogens, just not bacteria, the fungi that start growing can then attack in because, you know, these conditions yeah. are right for them to grow. So why is it such a common problem is this people are overwatering all yeah. the time? Yeah, I think, so my personal opinion, I think it's just natural for us to see something that's going wrong with our plant. And we assume the first thing it needs is water or we just, we aren't sure how much water our plant needs and we just overdo it. I did this, you know, when I first started with like tinkering around with houseplants, I saw it a lot when I worked at my campus greenhouse and we took care of all the indoor plants around our campus a lot of times plants would just die because either we were overwatering or a student would walk by <laughs> and water it themselves that was always kind of frustrating um but yeah people just assume that like it's a plant if something's wrong give it more water you know what i mean and a lot of plants die because of this, which is sad. When did you guys put signs up like, don't water the plants? Like, don't feed the hamsters? Why didn't we? Yeah. Oh, or, we did. You did? Yeah. People would still do it? Yeah, if you go into the music building, they're everywhere. Because, I don't know, maybe the music students are more caring about plants. It's an art. Yeah. <laughs> um, And also, I think it's a common problem because the symptoms of overwatering and root rot are very similar to symptoms of underwatering. So you're like, oh, this is a sign of underwatering. I'm just going to water it. And like, you know, wilting. That could be from underwatering or overwatering. And so it's very tricky. You need to get into the habit of checking the soil first before you decide what's wrong with my plant. And also, sometimes we will see these symptoms of our plant not doing so great. And we think, oh, it just needs fertilizer and usually fertilizers for houseplants are water soluble, meaning, you know, you put it in water and you dump that water mixed with the fertilizer on your plant. So just more water. And once again, it can just add to that water logging and creating root rot. Hmm. So yeah, that's that's why I think it's such a common problem. It's just Makes just natural. Sense. I human. would be confused on what I should do. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people are. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and then we will jump back into the discussion. All right, and we're back. So, Rachel, what does root rot do to a plant? Yeah, so your plant, if it's suffering from root rot, will slowly wilt, and the leaves will often turn yellow for what may seem like no reason at all. Also, there can be, you know, stunted growth. Leaves may just drop off because they're dead um, and 
Also, there may even be a smell since the roots and the organic matter in your soil are starting to rot away. The rotten roots will fall off easily. They'll be black and mushy, kind of gross looking. What's, so, what's the smell usually like? It just smells like decaying like matter. Yeah, like, I don't know. You know, like when roots and organic matter die? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't know how to explain. It just smells... Like death. No, not oh. like death. I don't know what that smells <laughs> like. It just smells icky. It smells stinky. Like someone tooted really? into a pot. Like yeah. A plant fart. I don't know if I've ever heard that or smelled that. I, ne- I didn't say plant fart. <laughs> oh, well, I had to say that by legally bounding <laughs> contract. Huh. Um, can it spread to other nearby plants? as like a disease yeah so it doesn't often happen indoors but these pathogens they're funguses or fungi and so they create spores so the spores from the rock causing fungi are airborne and they don't usually do too much unless there's adequate moisture so if you're overwatering everything in your house um often these spores could go on over and spread but in all reality these spores are usually in your soil anyway it's just kind of a common part of soil it's more common for root rot to spread like in a garden where they all share the same soil and there's increased air movement and insects are traveling you know from plant to plant and as i was researching this fungus gnats which are a common indoor you know, plant pest, Mm -hmm. they've been known to actually transmit pythium on their little feet as they move from plant to plant, which is kind of annoying. So they, they are uh, pathogen carriers. It's annoying. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. So how do you treat root rot if you have it? So number one, you want to act quickly You know, if the conditions were absolutely perfect for the root rot to just take off, it could kill your plant between, you know, one to three weeks. It it acts pretty fast. And so, and usually when you notice it, it's pretty far into root rot being a problem. So just remove your plant, you know, soil and all, pull it all up, wash off the soil, wash the roots under running water, and get rid of the soil, first of all. And um, you're going to want to trim off the roots that are infected with trimmers or scissors that are clean. And so just so you guys know, healthy roots are white and firm. That's what they look like. Root rot affected roots will be brown or reddish and mushy, just soft. You there's a big difference between them and don't be like oh this one has dirt on it I'm going to chop it off just kind of feel it you can tell if it's firm it's usually fine and depending on how badly affected it is you may be removing a pretty big portion of the plant's roots and if you are doing this it might be beneficial to prune back some of the leaves on your plant just because You've just gotten rid of a lot of its roots. It can't support all the leaves up top. So it can be helpful for you to take off a few leaves. 
to kind of help it regrow. So, like I said, throughout the old soil, clean the plot, the plot, (laughs) (laughs) clean the pot with bleach to kill, you know, remaining spores. If you want to go the extra mile, you can actually dip your roots in fungicide to kill off any remaining root rot fungus. And this you don't have to do because you actually need specific fungicide, fungicide, what am I saying? Uh, specific to your responsible pathogen that's causing the root rot. Is it fungicide? I thought it was fungicide. I think it's fungicide. I don't know. I think it's fungicide. I'm not sure, though. But that's, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's what I would always say in class, so I'm going to roll with that. But um, speaking of fungicide, <laughs> some people have been known to use cinnamon powder as a fungicide to treat root rot. And apparently it works pretty well. A lot of people will add beneficial mycorrhizae. Do you know what mycorrhizae is? No, I've never heard of that. So mycorrhizae is just a bacteria that has a symbiotic relationship with a plant's roots. It kind of... So this is what happens. Mycorrhizae extends the root system of a plant so the plant can get more water, more nutrients, but in return it keeps the mycorrhizae bacteria alive. And it's it's very common. Like it's in outside in the forest, it's outside in your garden. Mycorrhizae is kind of everywhere and they it's an amazing bacteria to help your plants survive. So you can actually buy it. They like mix beneficial mycorrhizae in soil and you can add it to your indoor plants because it doesn't really naturally occur in the treated bags of potting soil that you buy. So if you want, you can add that in and they kill off unwanted bacteria and fungi. So yeah, Hmm. it's kind of nice. Anyways, so once you have done all that to get rid of root rot, you're going to repot with a new potting mix. Don't fertilize it for a while. Just don't worry about that. And then if you don't want to just get rid of all your old soil, um, it just seems like too much work. I've heard that you can just pour in hydrogen peroxide and water, like a two-to-one mixture. So two parts water, one part hydrogen peroxide. And it will kill the bacteria those pathogens and break down once it's absorbed by the soil. And it actually found out that hydrogen peroxide is actually really good for plants. It releases extra oxygen as it's absorbed by the soil and it encourages more root growth, which I had no idea it did that. Me neither. Yeah. So if you want, you <laughs> could do that instead. <laughs> uh, so how would you avoid root rot altogether? Don't even have to deal with all the fungicides. and Yeah, which is the ideal. We don't want anyone to have to deal with all of this that we've been talking about. It's not fun. So number one rule, always check the soil before you water. Um, it's, it's like the biggest thing to know if your plant needs water. Just don't go around with your bucket thinking that all your indoor plants are going to need it. Fill the soil. If it's wet, don't give it any water. If it's dry, give it water. Simple as that. And also have good drainage holes in your pot. 
double potting is a great way to grow to grow is a great way to go about this so double potting That's a good pun there yeah <laughs> thank you double potting simply means that you know you have your grow pot usually it's like plastic and you put it into a decorative pot that you like and that way you still have the drainage holes in your grow pot but it looks nice and that's that's kind of what I do with the majority of the plants in my home just so that it's it's really easy to find a nice decorative pot and I don't have to worry about drainage holes when I'm looking for them I just I stick my uh my grow pot that it came in from the nursery right into the decorative pot and yeah keeps away root rot you can't really buy soil without these fungal spores you may be thinking oh like I'm just going to get soil without all these pathogens in them but I'm sorry to say that they are they're in soil they're in commercial potting mixes they pose very little risk when there's an appropriate balance of water and oxygen in the root zone they don't do much so you shouldn't be worrying about them it's just when there's lots of water that they flourish and I think if you tried to get rid of them, you would end up destroying the soil because these spores are so, I don't know, hardy. They just hang around no matter what. Hmm. Yeah. So that's huh. what you can do. Sweet. Are there any other things you want to add about root rot? I don't think so. I think that is just, that's just about it. Okay. Well, like always, thank you all for listening. We will see you all again next week, right? We are having Rachel's parents in town. Mm-hmm. But we are... I, hmm, I am planning on doing one, but if it doesn't happen, don't hate us. Because it might just be a busy kind of time with guests around. Yeah. We'll try. Yeah, we'll see. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, or Pocket Cast. Also, you can follow us at Tinny Plants on Instagram, Pinterest, or YouTube. Once again, that's Tenny Plants, T-E-N-N-E-Y Plants. If you have any questions or suggestions for future podcast episodes, email us at tennyplants at gmail.com. Or if you're on YouTube, go ahead and comment below and don't forget to like and subscribe. See you next time.